Good morning. It's Tuesday, April 6th. I'm Ian Scotto, and this is your Daily Brief. A corruption trial against Israel Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu began in earnest yesterday, with a witness testifying the five-term official compelled a major news organization to cover his family in a flattering light while disparaging his political opponents. Netanyahu faces three charges, allegedly taking improper gifts from a number of business owners, pushing legislation that would weaken a competitor of Israel's largest paper, Yediot Haranot, in exchange for favorable coverage, and taking bribes from Shaul Ilovitz, who controls the country's biggest telecom company, in exchange for political favors. The third case is the most serious, with the regulatory benefits provided estimated to be worth hundreds of millions of dollars. The highly anticipated trial comes as the country attempts to free itself from political paralysis, with a March 23rd election, the fourth in two years, producing no clear winner. Talks to form a coalition government are ongoing. Google notched a major legal victory yesterday after the Supreme Court ruled in its favor in a long-running dispute against Oracle. The decision focused on the use of application programming interfaces, pieces of computer code that allowed different programs to interact with each other. Google co-opted about 11,000 lines of Java, a computing language developed by Sun Microsystems, which was subsequently acquired by Oracle for use in its Android operating system. The code allowed Android programs to interface with Java-based software. Oracle claimed copyright infringement and asked for nearly $9 billion. Google argued its use of the code was strictly for compatibility and therefore not covered under copyright law. The court sidestepped the issue of whether APIs are copyrightable, instead ruling 6-2 that Google's inclusion of the code fell within the bounds of fair use. Russian President Vladimir Putin signed into law yesterday a change to the country's constitution that would allow him to potentially remain in power until 2036. Previously, Putin would have been legally required to step down in 2024 at the end of his second sequential presidential term. Critics called the proposal orchestrated. It took just three hours for the proposal to be debated and approved when it was introduced in July. The change was passed by voters in a national referendum, but was tacked onto a broader package with 200 other amendments, including a number of popular social welfare programs. Putin has effectively held power in the country for more than two decades, first as president from 2000 to 2008, then as prime minister from 2008 to 2012, then once more as president from 2012 to now. Baylor routes Gonzaga 86-70 to win 2021's NCAA tournament and their first ever men's basketball national championship. Texas governor cancels plans to throw the ceremonial first pitch at yesterday's Texas Rangers home opener over the MLB's decision to move the All-Star game from Georgia. More than 38,000 fans attended the Rangers game in the first full-capacity sporting event in the U.S. since the pandemic began. 
Harvey Weinstein files appeal to overturn his 2020 rape conviction, alleging an unfair judge and a biased juror. Weinstein is currently serving a 23-year prison sentence. NASA's Ingenuity helicopter, which accompanied the Mars Curiosity rover, spends its first night on its own after being deployed. Researchers discover cell-to-cell signaling that can kickstart tumor regrowth following cancer treatment. Scientists demonstrate low-cost rechargeable batteries made from only aluminum and carbon as an alternative to widely used lithium-ion batteries. Prototypes show up to 10,000 charging cycles without failure. U.S. stock markets surge, while S&P 500 and Dow close at record highs. U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen argues for global minimum corporate tax rate, seeks to work with other G20 countries to set a global minimum rate. China becomes first major economy to create a digital currency. Digital Yuan will be controlled by China's central bank. Minneapolis Police Chief Medaria Arredondo testifies former officer Derek Chauvin used excessive force says he did not follow training when detaining George Floyd and that neck restraints are allowed when suspects are resisting. Senate parliamentarian allows Senate Democrats to use budget reconciliation twice more this fiscal year, effectively paving the way for fiscal legislation to avoid the 60-vote threshold. An estimated 4.1 million Americans received a vaccine dose Sunday, a record high. The country is now averaging 3 million doses per day, with more than 40% of adults having received at least one shot. Average deaths fall below 800 per day for the first time since October. Enjoy this briefing? Get a daily news briefing every morning straight to your inbox by subscribing to try1440.com. Hey everyone, if you're anything like me, I can guess that your time in the morning is pretty limited. And the last thing we want to do is filter through piles of biased news disguised as fact. So why join 1440? And you can too. Get a daily news briefing delivered every morning straight to your inbox by subscribing at www.try1440.com.